Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is March 13th, 2017. My name is Philip Rossman-Reich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. And we have a, a busy weekend, I guess, to recap as a couple of losses for the Magic over the weekend. We'll get to those two games in just a moment and talk a little bit about the fallout of that. And then I'll also hit the comments that Dennis Scott gave to our good pal uh, Zach Oliver at Orlando Pinstripe Post uh, about the Magic in general. He said something a little bit about what he wants for his own future, but we're going to focus on, on what he wanted to say about the Magic in general and about the where the franchise is going. Uh, just a quick podcast announcement this week. The Magic are, of course, on the West Coast. They're playing the Sacramento Kings on Monday night, 10.30. We'll have Magic After Dark on O Magic Daily. Uh, and then, of course... We will, uh, and then of course they travel to Golden State on Thursday and Phoenix on Friday. Later on in the week, uh, I have to admit that I, I there may not be episodes uh, later on this week. Uh, I'm still figuring that part out. I'm going out of town at the end of the week, uh, so I don't want everyone to freak out if they don't have a podcast, uh, getting them ready for Thursday's game or recapping Thursday's game or getting them ready for Friday's game. Uh, I'm going to try and do shows, but uh, no guarantees because uh, history was made on Sunday. As some of you may know, I reference it occasionally on the show. I am a Northwestern alum, and the Northwestern Wildcats made their first NCAA tournament. Uh, I am very, very excited. I'm uh, actually going to head out to Salt Lake City to watch the Wildcats beat up on Jeff Turner's Vanderbilt Commodores uh, and hopefully get to the second round to take out, take out the number one seeded Gonzaga Bulldogs. Um, of course, of course, there will still be magic stuff. I'm going to, you know, I'll still be updating OrlandoMagicDaily.com, uh, but there may not be podcasts Thursday and Friday, so at the very least, uh, I will see you all on Monday uh, to recap the entire West Coast trip. Uh, just wanted to make that announcement, make everyone aware, you know, that, you know, you're not, you know, if you get to your, get to your car on Thursday, and say, I want to listen to Locked On Magic, and there's no Locked On Magic, don't say I didn't warn you. But let's dive, but I am going to have to, unfortunately, dive into this without much warning. Let's talk about Friday's game a little bit, and then Saturday's game against the Cleveland Cavaliers. Not much to say about Friday's game against the Charlotte Hornets. A, uh, I, I dare not speak the score, but I, I must. 121-81 to 81 loss. To the Charlotte Hornets, yes, I read, I said that correctly. One twenty-one to eighty-one, a just a, a complete blowout loss to the Hornets. Um, they were beaten from the very beginning, and, and Charlotte made tough shots, and, and Orlando really got discouraged. And you could see them getting discouraged uh, as that game went on, uh, and then Orlando couldn't hit shots themselves, and they got just, and that even discouraged them even more. It was just kind of a uh, a spy, a death spiral. It was, it was, it was a very just difficult game, and you know, there, there are the, the, these intangible words that I'm going to spend some time talking about today that I don't like talking, and it's like effort and energy, and you know, all, all these kind of words that you can't quantify. But it was very clear that the Magic just didn't 
have it. I don't know what it is, but they didn't have it on Friday night. And it was just disappointing because to, to lose by 40 points does take effort. You know, that doesn't just happen. You have to be deficient in something. Because as good as NBA teams can be when they get hot, to lose by that much means you were doing something very, very wrong to allow it to happen. Because these are NBA players too. You know, the Magic do have NBA players. I mean, I, I, I don't think there's any doubt about that. And they need to be able to make shots when they make shots. I mean, they need to be able to score, at least get, get to the 90s. And, and obviously we had that problem at the beginning of the season, in the first quarter of the season, where the Magic couldn't even break 90 most nights, but at least they were keeping teams t- keeping teams in it. So you couldn't say, oh, you know, this is, we're not, they're playing poorly. I mean, they were playing poorly, but they're at least giving themselves chances to win. They were, you know, doing some good things. Friday was a night where they did nothing right, and, and, and very few players did anything good. Aaron Gordon had energy early. Alfred Payton was decent at, at getting others involved, but just, just not enough, and eventually both of those guys kind of fell into to line with the rest of the team where they were just not have they were just not there that evening, uh, and so a, a big defeat like that says something. I really do think it says something, and we'll we'll talk a little bit about that in just a moment. But just as important as you know, recognizing that that says something that you know losing by that much has some deeper meaning about the team. The response matters just as well, and, and unfortunately, the Magic have had to respond to a lot of games like Friday nights, where they've lost by 30, 40 point, by 30 points at least. They've had six games this year where they lost by 30 points. Again, that is really unacceptable, just period. Even, even, even if you're the Brooklyn Nets, that is unacceptable. And no offense to Brooklyn Nets, you know, but, but losing by that much consistently is not a good thing at all. I, I I believe it does speak to a deeper problem with this team that clearly hasn't gone away. Um, you hope it doesn't hope that's the last time we have to talk about this. But the Magic did have an opportunity to respond and, and certainly an, an opponent to get up for in the Cleveland Cavaliers on Saturday. And the the Magic it was a weird game Saturday. I, I, I would I would say I would describe it that way because Orlando was in the game for a lot of it. They're down like six, seven, eight points. You know, Cleveland would get it out to ten, Orlando would bring it back down to four or five or even three at one point, and then Cleveland would stretch it back out. And so it always felt like Cleveland was in control of the game, but Orlando kept the fight up. They didn't let they didn't uh, let let the Cavaliers completely overwhelm them. And and I guess that's a good sign. But Cleveland did eventually pull away a 116-104 victory. Orlando got it to within three points with about six minutes left. And then LeBron James did his thing. LeBron drove into the drove into the paint, drew a foul on Nikola Vucevic, hit the, hit the bucket for an and one. There's there's three points right there. Orlando misses a misses a shot. I, I think it was a three-pointer. Cleveland gets out on the run. LeBron whips a pass to Oman Shepard, hits a three with two minutes left to make it a 12-point game. And that was that. That's 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 what the Cavaliers do. Cleveland outshot the Magic. They shot 50% from the floor, 15 for 39 from beyond the arc. Orlando shoots only 39.6% and 4 for 21 from beyond the arc. Like I said, it was just odd to say, why are the Magic in this game? Cleveland really dominated it in many, many ways. I mean, I, I, I it did not feel like an 8-point game. It did not feel like a 6- or 7-point game. It did not feel like whatever the deficit was at the time. It always felt like, Cleveland's about to put this one away, and, and Cleveland does that. They have the shooters. LeBron James is LeBron freaking James. He's going to make incredible plays, and he made a lot of incredible plays and in getting a triple-double, 24 points, 13 assists, 12 rebounds, and Orlando just didn't have the answer. They didn't have the offense to 
to eventually get over the hump and and and, and eclipse the Cavaliers, and the Cavaliers just just overwhelm them. But coming off of Friday's game, I guess it was a positive that the team played with more energy. They just didn't have the play the plays that they needed in the end. Yeah, we had a much better competitive spirit about us tonight than we did last night, and um, you know I'm disappointed that we fell short because I felt like our guys, you know. Uh, Deserved a victory, you know, for, for competing the way they did. I mean, I thought they really brought it and gave everything they had, but we just fell short. And again, it's the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, expecting the Magic to beat the Cavs is probably expecting a little much. And, and Cleveland proved that time and time again as they broke down the Magic's defense uh, and made it very difficult for Orlando to, to score and, and to create points consistently. It was it was a very difficult game for the Magic in that respect. But Orlando did do some nice things. They kept themselves in it defensively. They they got stops when they needed to. They never let Cleveland pull too far ahead. Uh, and they gave themselves a chance to win and just didn't execute down the stretch. Um, Orlando fell behind in the second quarter and just never had control of the game. They were always climbing uphill. And that's not something you can do against the Cleveland Cavaliers, uh, a team that that's good. You know, hopefully, I think for the Magic, they're hoping that, that any, any lingering effects from Friday are gone, and and now that they're going out west, taking on a struggling Sacramento Kings team. The Kings have really struggled since the DeMarcus Cousins trade. Um, they're hoping that I think they can get a win in that game and you know kind of begin picking themselves back up and building those habits that they want to want to build. I mean, I, I think you got to view Friday in that context too, which we'll talk about in just a moment. Of course, this three-game road trip, as as I mentioned, very manageable in my opinion. You got Sacramento on Monday. Got a couple days, few days off. Then you go to Golden State on Thursday. Golden State's Golden State. I, I don't think we're expecting too much from that. And then Friday you play Phoenix, another team that's that's beatable. I, I, I hate to say it. I mean, Phoenix is very good. Phoenix can be good. They can be dangerous. Uh, young team, but I mean, a winnable game. Uh, certainly a team that 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 are comparable to the Magic at least by record and, and lottery positioning at the moment. Uh, so an opportunity here for sure for the Magic. And, and if they can build on what the positives were from Saturday's loss then maybe they have something moving forward. Let me run through the final stats for you real fast before we dive into some of the bigger issues on this. Nikola Vucevic leads the way back from the hamstring injury after a four-game absence uh, with 20 points, 16 rebounds, seven offensive rebounds uh, for the Magic shot. Nine of 20, good activity from him. Definitely a little rust, but produced well for the Magic. Aaron Gordon, 16 points, 6 for 12 shooting, five rebounds on the game. Terrence Ross, 11 points, 4 for 11 shooting, had 9 of them, though, in the first half. Missed all 3 of his shots in the second half as Cleveland did a good job locking him down. Evan Fournier with 15 points, 4 for 10 shooting. Made all 5 of his free throws. I'm sorry, 5 of 6 from the foul line, 2 for 5 from beyond the arc uh, in that one. Alfred Payton, 8 points, 10 rebounds, 6 assists for Peyton as his string of triple doubles ends. Orlando only turns the ball over 6 times. Cleveland, 9 times. More interestingly, Orlando with 21 fast break points on nine fast break field goal attempts. So good, did a good job getting out in transition when they got stops, which is a good sign. And obviously, I think that was a key part of them staying in the game. Left a few on the board too that maybe they could have had. Uh, so the, the style is still working for them, but of course, it starts with defense, which is something that they didn't do very well Friday. Uh, and so, Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99. 
and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. I think the main takeaway from this weekend for me, and the main thing that I that I, you know, kind of noted and thought about is there's 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 two things running here. It's been a a season where there've been a lot of bad losses. And, and like I said earlier, to see a team lose by 30 points six times. I think someone told me and I haven't confirmed this and I haven't looked this up. Uh, the Magic have already set the franchise record for 20-point losses. I, I, I counted it up. The Magic have six 30-point losses. And uh, uh, how many 25-point losses? I'm, I'm sorry. I'm looking this up real fast. I had it written down. Um, they have nine losses this year by 25 points or more and six losses by 30 points or more. It's one thing to lose close games. It's one thing to lose games in the fourth quarter. It's one thing to just be beaten by better teams. But again, to lose by 25 consistently, to lose by 30 consistently, that speaks to a larger problem. And I don't like throwing the word effort around. I don't like saying guys aren't trying because I, I even Friday, there was discouragement, there was disappointment, there was frustration, there was a lack of execution I wouldn't say it, no. I wouldn't say that anyone wasn't trying. You know, certainly maybe they were upset and frustrated and disappointed, and so their effort wasn't directed in the right place, or their energy certainly wasn't directed in the right place. But again, I'm not going to sit here and say no one's trying. But it deserves noting that even a little bit of putting all that in the right direction, of, of staying on the same page, even as you're struggling, that can be a key difference between a good team and a bad team. That, could, that, that really is a key distinction for a lot of the teams and how they order themselves in the standings. Frank Vogel has talked about this a lot. We do. I mean, I, I, the the way, the really, the moment I remember about this is the Atlanta game a, while, a few weeks back. Orlando went up nine, gave up a big run, fell behind by nine, came back and won that game running away. And, and Vogel noted in his post game press conference at the time, you know, we have had so many times this year. And I'm paraphrasing, so he didn't phrase it exactly like that. But we've had a lot. Of, the Magic have had a lot of times this year where they've been unable to weather that storm, where they've given up a big run or taken a big run and just haven't been able to respond in game, haven't been able to figure out how to respond in game. And that Atlanta game like, was a huge deal. I mean, should have been a huge deal for the Magic because they withstood that run and then dominated the rest of that game. You, you talk about building a winning culture, that's exactly the winning culture that Frank Vogel wants. That you make mistakes, they don't compound. Teams make a run, you stop them. That's what worked in that Atlanta game, and that's honestly what worked in the Cleveland game. Orlando took a run in the second quarter. They 
bounced back. And they kept fighting. And it was an uphill climb, and it's Cleveland, and it's a very difficult team. But they kept fighting. And so, you know, we've kind of viewed these last 23 games with, uh, you know, the All-Star break being a good dividing line for the season. We're viewing these last few games as, as a mini-season almost. It's like, okay, what is this team? Can this team be good? And there's been a lot of positive signs. But then Friday's 40-point loss pops up. And it says something. Because as I said earlier, you don't just lose an NBA game by 40 points. They don't just happen. Only the worst teams let that happen. Team, I mean, and the Magic don't have a lot of depth, and that hurts. But you got to fight and get it down to the 20s. You got to fight and keep it respectable. Sometimes it's not your night. Every NBA team gets blown out by 20. Golden State's gotten blown out by 20 before this year. They've, had, they've taken some bad losses. But you never let it get that out of hand. You have a little, I mean, again, I don't like saying this, but you have a little bit of pride. And, and Vogel was very critical of the team's competitive spirit. His quote-unquote competitive spirit. It's, it's a phrase he likes using. And like before when we talked about team trying to trust the pass, and, and Vogel would say this, and he said it multiple times, it's not instinctual for us to trust the pass, to pass the ball. That's sounding a red that's sounding a little bit of an alarm. That's that's a little bit of a red flag. And another loss like this, it's it's reality. It's it sends up a red flag that the team is not going to be able to take that punch over and over again. And now they responded well against Cleveland, and, and I think that game even proved something else because it, it, like I said, it, it never felt like Cleveland was not going to win that game. and always felt like Cleveland was going to win that game. It was just a matter of when they're going to go up by 20. And the Cavs are struggling a lot right now. And that probably had more to do with the Magic keeping that game close than anything else. They, Cleveland's just been, been ridiculously inconsistent. And it certainly feels like the Magic are in need of a little bit of a talent upgrade. We all know that. We all sense that. The record certainly suggests that. And effort and competitive spirit and energy, that's all a start. It certainly is a start. Where the Magic must start. The baseline must be you play hard, you compete to the end, you stick to the game plan, you try and execute the game plan as best you can, you trust each other. These are basic baseline things. And these are things the Magic have struggled with all year. And now for the first time we're we're asking and and thinking about these questions since the All-Star break. And these are intangible things. There's there's nothing you can do to prepare for this or know whether it's going to work other than just knowing the people and the makeup of the team. It's 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 hard to guess this. It really is. And I think this is a big part of the winning culture that that Vogel wants to try and build is 
an attitude about how you play the game. And so obviously the Magic still have a long, long way to go. And it's going to take... It's not just going to be bringing in outside forces to make it work. It's, it's going to take the players on the team right now doing their part as well. This weekend was revealing in a lot of ways. It was revealing that there is still, as positive as this team has looked, the record certainly is not probably where they want it to be yet. And there's still a lot of work to do internally with the team's culture to get it where they want to be. You know, we talked about last week those losses to New York and Washington being unacceptable. Being up double digits in the fourth quarter at home, being up double digits in the third quarter on the road. You can't have those losses. The good teams, the teams that are growing into something, find a way to win those games. They don't make it commonplace to lose games like that. The Magic are still figuring this part out. And five years into a rebuild, it certainly doesn't feel like that's where you want to be. And it is with that that, you know, I think there's already beginning to be a little bit of an angling for what everyone's expecting to be an open job for, with the Magic. And certainly Orlando has to kind of refigure their culture a little bit. But uh, Dennis Scott made some interesting comments to our good pal Zach Oliver at Orlando Pinstripe Post. You can go read this article up at Orlando Pinstripe Post. Um, Zach asked him a little bit about the state of the Magic, and Dennis Scott being you know a, a Magic legend uh, had this to say, quote, I would love for Alex Martins to give me a call and say, hey, D, let's have a talk and you come on down here and be like Magic Johnson is for the Los An- for the Lakers. Just change the whole culture. Get the excitement back. Bring in some fresh minds and ideas and then see if maybe you can land some of those big-time free agents that back in the past when T-Mac came and Horace Grant came for us and Grant Hill came. I don't see that excitement and energy and love that we created. The original teams and the Dwight teams and the T-Mac teams kind of got back. I think it's missing that right now. Now, push aside the comment about Dennis Scott coming back as general manager. I, I love you, 3D. I love you, Dennis. But I, I'm not 100% sure. I mean, unless there's something I don't know about, you know, your past um, or about, about, I mean, I know you were the GM of the, of the ABA's Atlanta team for a while. Um, I'm, you know, that being a general manager is a lot trickier than we think. Uh, Magic Johnson is actually basketball of uh, president of basketball operations. Rob Palinka is the general manager, and it's, a, it's definitely a team team game there. But uh, you know, we'll 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 put that aside. Uh, the the thought of being a general manager or finding a new general manager for now. Let's kind of assume Rob Hennigan is going to be the general manager. But certainly, I think the point that Dennis Scott made is absolutely true. There is a bit of a disconnect between the fans and the team right now. And some of it's just the apathy of losing and and the hopelessness of where the team's at. They have not been able to progress. I mean, they've progressed very slowly and then took a huge step back this year after promising the playoffs. The Magic sold out Saturday's game against the Cavs, and it was a good chunk of Cavs fans. That's been the norm. I mean, obviously, that's the norm with LeBron. LeBron is LeBron is LeBron is LeBron. He, he, bring, he brings a lot of fans with him. But 
the Magic need to give their fans something to be excited about. I, I agree completely with that. I think that was a big part. That's a big part of what the Magic are trying to accomplish the rest of the season. Give the fans hope. Give the fans reason to come back for 2018. Winning's obviously going to do that. You win games, people will show up. I, I think the fan base for the Magic is better off now than it was when Shaq left in 96. Certainly when T-Mac left. I mean, I, Dennis Scott brought up the T-Mac example. The arena was dead when T-Mac was there. The fans were not engaged at all with, with T-Mac for whatever reason. But some of it, I think, was they were kind of spoiled and won a championships. Um, but they're back now. I think, I think there is a Magic fan base that is hungry to find a reason to go to games. There's just no reason. There, I mean, no offense to the Magic, Going to games is a little bit of a chore right now. There is nothing to get excited about with this team. I love watching a good Aaron Gordon highlight, but Aaron Gordon isn't an all-star. He isn't going to win games for you necessarily. Uh, you know, even Victor Oladipo didn't really do that either. You know, the, the whole kind of gamble for the Magic this year was playoffs will get us eyeballs, will get us uh, people coming to games, will get us interest will get us attention will get us to the playoffs will get us uh you know free agents it would open up so many doors and unfortunately the plan fell through when you take risks sometimes they don't work the magic's risks didn't work and the team is where they are now so there is something to that that the magic do have to find a way to bring excitement back to the to the to the franchise and it can be through style of play um the hard hustle team didn't have any stars and Fans love that team. We still talk about that team reverentially. You can do that by, you know, getting a high draft pick. Magic win the lottery. People will be interested in the Magic again. Markel Fultz or Lonzo Ball. You know, I'm not in the their all-star category quite yet, but they will generate interest and create, you know, create a buzz among the fan base that will get them excited, will give them hope that this will turn into something. Whether it's a championship, whether it's a playoff team, whether it's just a team that's enjoyable to watch. You look at this Magic team now, you know, we a lot of us often joke, a lot of us basketball fans often joke, if you're going to suck, be entertaining. You look at the Phoenix Suns. Devin Booker is a flamethrower right now. That's a reason to watch. I mean, even the Magic, when they won 21 games with T-Max last year, T-Max gave you a reason to show up every day because he, he, he could go off for 60. And so, you just need to give fans a reason to show up. And I think that's a big thing that the Magic are trying to do to end the season. And obviously, you're limited somewhat by what you can do. But, there is that point. Orlando has to give fans a reason to be excited. And if you're excited, you're interested. And that is something that's missing. I, 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 you can't deny it. It is something that the team needs right now. There's obviously not a lot the Magic can do about it now. They have to wait until the summer and hope that this roster coalesces into something they can build around. 
and this isn't and, and you know this isn't to say that that Dennis Scott's offer is not genuine and, and maybe he is the right person to kind of be a president of basketball operations and work with a general manager and work with Frank Vogel to create a a team that fits the magic eye a little bit better. There's obviously a lot of work to do. And clearly there's a lot of people who care about care enough about it to, to try and see it through. And of course, we'll find out exactly what direction the magic go. We'll find out exactly what direction the magic go after the season ends in April. This is still the audition period for the rest of this team. But certainly, everyone kind of sees it. I mean, certainly the TV ratings suggest that they're down by nearly 50%. The Magic have, have to change some things. The style helps. Winning would help more. But they need to establish a style and a culture. It's all tying back to the same thing. To establish a style and a culture. And you'll get the results you desire here. I want to thank everyone again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Uh, like I said, it'd be a little, it might be a little bit of a short week for Locked on Magic, so I apologize for that. Just giving you a fair warning. You can, of course, follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Magic, as well as like us on Facebook at Locked on Magic, and follow OrlandoMagicDaily.com and me at OMagicDaily. Uh, as well as like us on Facebook at Orlando Magic Daily. You can, of course, get the latest on the Orlando Magic on OrlandoMagicDaily.com and by following me on Twitter at OMagicDaily. That's going to do it for today's show. For Locked On Magic and OrlandoMagicDaily.com, this has been Philip Rossman Reich. We'll see you all again tomorrow on another episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.